Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, October 15th. S&P futures are trading down about 36 points. That is about 1%. NASDAQ futures are getting hit even harder. They're off about 205 points. That's about 1.7%. The major European indices are down even more than NASDAQ or S&P futures. Europe is off about 2.5%. And the weakness is very broad in Europe. Epicenter names are getting hit hardest. Um, you travel leisure. Energy is also very weak along with autos. Asia finished in the red pretty much across the board. So a very gloomy morning in terms of sentiment. I think the main driver uh, relates to COVID. So, you know, again, this is not a new issue, but it's interesting to watch how these themes can accumulate negative data points over time and then just all, all of a sudden reach a tipping point. That tipping point seems to have um, appeared in the last 24, 48 hours. So obviously you have exploding cases throughout Europe and the U.S., and you're continuing to see governments, while they are avoiding the wholesale lockdown steps of March and April, they are taking action. So you had France come out yesterday, announce curfews. London looks like they're about to enact more stringent um, restrictions as countries try to grapple with the increase in cases and, and clamp it, uh, get it back under control. In the U.S., you aren't seeing those types of mitigation steps, but even just the topic staying in the headline um, certainly will weigh on just the normalization of economic activity that had been underway. So COVID by far is the main macro theme this morning that's weighing on everything. Like I said before, in Europe, a lot of those epicenter stocks, the ones that are most levered um, to the pandemic are, are very much for sale. I think what's probably most interesting today is normally on a, on a morning like this, you'd come in and you would see a bid to some of the maybe growth momentum stocks, which are thought to be relatively immune from the pandemic. Um, and I think the pre-announcement last night from Fastly, FSLY, um, is really kind of weighing on tech and preventing that group from acting as an offset to the selling in some of these cyclical value names, which is, and which is why the NASDAQ futures are down even more than the S&P futures. Um, you know, Fastly is a very insignificant company in the grander scheme of things. It's pretty small as far as revenue is concerned, but it is a member of the high growth, high momentum community of stocks. And so the warning last night, even though it was largely because of company-specific factors, TikTok is their biggest um, customer. Obviously, TikTok is dealing with a lot of geopolitical issues. So it's hard to necessarily extrapolate fastly to the whole tech landscape. But I think given how important psychology has been for tech in general, given how elevated multiples are, the more elevated the multiple is, the larger uh, psychology is playing a role over fundamentals. It doesn't take a lot to shift that um, you know psychology and weigh on the entire group, and I think Fastly is definitely acting as that catalyst this morning, at least at least for the time being. You know, it would not um, you know you could see as we, as the morning drags on and we get closer to the open, some of the larger cap tech stocks start to stabilize and rally. But for now, I think um, you have the cyclical value names getting weighed down by COVID, and you're not seeing the tech offsets that you normally would see because of um, Fastly. So those, that's the biggest overarching theme um, for this morning. Some other items that are in focus, you know, the market all seems to have finally given up on on any hopes of pre-election fiscal stimulus. Um, you know, again, not not clear why it took this long, but you had Mnuchin come out yesterday, essentially state what most people had been already assuming that it's very difficult to get anything passed before the election. Again, I think that had been the market mindset, so I don't really put a lot of stock into that as a, as a reason for the weakness, but certainly doesn't help. The state of the U.S. race is very much the same. Biden's lead is still very commanding nationally and within the battlegrounds. Um, you know, obviously there are still a couple of weeks to go, but if the election were held today, he would win 
by a very large margin based on where things stand right now. The early voting numbers also continue to explode. And this actually may be the first election in history where a majority of ballots will be cast before election day. So there really isn't as much time as it may appear for Trump to turn the race around, given so many people are already voting uh, to begin with. And anecdotal evidence suggests that Democrats are driving a lot of the early voting volumes. The Senate is still less clear. Um, you know, again, Biden's lead should translate to down ballot Democrats uh, in the Senate races. So the Democrats do have an edge, but certainly not uh, as definitive as the White House is right now. Um, and that still, to me, is the single biggest macro question for the entire market control of the Senate, as that could make the difference between, again, a trillion or less of incremental fiscal stimulus or something, you know, a blowout type of uh, number of $5 trillion plus when you kind of add up all the various different initiatives from Pelosi's COVID relief to Biden's, um, you know, different proposals. Uh, on the economic data front, there wasn't too much. China inflation figures fell a little bit short of expectations. Um, for earnings, not a ton really to go through. Fastly, again, is probably the biggest one for the U.S. Alcoa was out last night, somewhat cautious commentary on Q4. Publicis this morning in Europe, also somewhat cautious on Q4, but the Q3 numbers were solid. Roche disappointed with revenue falling short of expectations. Taiwan Semi was strong. Um, you know, Keep in mind, Taiwan Semi already reports Q3 revenue, so that wasn't incremental today. The guidance for Q4 is solid. Um, that should not be surprising. You know, I think sentiment obviously has been very bulled up around Taiwan Semi. They pretty much have a lock on five nanometer chips at the moment. Um, obviously, they're benefiting from the iPhone 5 ramp. They're benefiting from, um, you know, a lot of uh, NVIDIA strength as well. So Taiwan Semi is certainly positive, but I don't really think shocking to anyone. For the calendar today, you have a couple of earnings reports. Morgan Stanley is probably the big one this morning, along with Walgreens and Schwab. Um, really nothing after the close as far as scheduled earnings are concerned. You have dueling town halls tonight. So Biden on ABC, Trump on NBC. Remember, there was supposed to be a debate tonight that had been canceled. The last debate is on the calendar for next Thursday, although it's still unclear if that's going to happen, what format that will take. I'm assuming we'll hear more about that in the coming days. Um, but that would be the last time that the two would, would meet together in, in theory. Um, Otherwise, you have a couple of economic numbers today. I doubt any of them will really move um, the broader tape. And that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.